Julian Vargas. He comes from New York, and he's also going to talk to us just about, in generality, what are some of the most accessible cell phones? How many of you here are partially sighted? Clap your hands. And how many of you are totally blind? Clap your hands. <laughs> so it's about 50-50, and I think some of the questions that we often want to know is, what is really the best cell phone that one can purchase? So Julian's going to talk real quickly about some of the accessible cell phones for people who are partially sighted. And next we'll have Mr. Uh, Nick Gutenberg, Gutinger to speak about uh, the Android phones. And then we're going to have... Uh, Tiffany Manosh to talk about the iPhone. Okay, Julian, real quickly. Okay, continuing on with the uh, gadget discussion, and this time I don't have anything plugged in, so this should go a lot smoother. Um, a lot of people, of course, interested in accessible cell phones, and as technology progresses, there are uh, increasing amounts of options. So what I'm going to basically try to do is give you a brief overview of what's out there for people who are uh, wanting to get into this because more and more people are but uh, with the more choices it can seem a little more confusing so it really depends on what level of access you want with your phone what you're going to do with it uh, what's more important so uh, some of the options that have been around the longest as far as accessible cell phones are the smartphones the, the Symbian phones and the Windows mobile phone where uh, we have installed screen readers, uh, much the same way that we install either JAWS or MobileSpeak on a PC, uh, you do the same thing with a phone, uh, uh, except on the phone it's it talks and uh, MobileSpeak. So uh, for Symbian, uh, you can get talks, which is made by uh, Nuance, and you can get MobileSpeak, which is made by CodeFactor, the people I just was telling you about. These are pretty powerful options because it's a full-fledged screen reader that gives you a lot of customization that you can do with your phone, um, which to some people is great, and to others it just makes life more complicated. So if you're somebody who really likes to get into a phone and customize the heck out of it and really make it do all kinds of fun and neat things, uh, that's one thing to look at. Uh, now, some of you have heard of Windows Phone 7, which has just come out, and we're starting to hear more about those phones. Unfortunately, at this time, that is not an accessible platform. And uh, I've heard talk in various directions about that, but uh, what seems to be suggested right now is that Code Factory, uh, the people who have made MobileSpeak for the longest time, are going to start to focus a little bit more on the Android platform. So... Uh, it's not to say that Windows Phone 7 won't be accessible someday, because I think it will. But for the time being, it's it's not the thing to look at if you have a need for an accessible phone. Um, the other options that exist out there, are, uh, one that's uh, recently become rather popular, is the Samsung Haven, uh, made by Samsung and, and sold through Verizon. This is a very basic phone. It doesn't do a lot of the things that you can do with the, with the uh, smartphones. But it does uh, give you very nice access to things like the... Uh, it gives you access to all the phone functions, all the menus. You can enter contacts, manage them. Uh, you can also send and receive text messages with this phone, which is nice. And for some people, that's, that's all they need. So uh, this is great because it's an out-of-the-box solution and... By the way, it should also be mentioned that it's it's probably the most affordable solution out there. Because it's not one of the current popular phones, uh, it's very... Uh, what's that? Yeah, well, it, it, some people have had uh, problems. It, it really depends. And then I know people who have it and, and love it. So yeah, it's 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 one of those things that you just have to uh, you have to try it. Uh, they do you do have a grace period in California to return a device that's not working. So I always recommend uh, try it, use the heck out of it, and uh, if it's not working for you, take it back. That's for sure because there are other options out there. Something else in the accessible arena is the BlackBerry. Uh, some of you may or may not know there is a uh, screen reader available for some Blackberries, also made by Code Factory and, and Humanware. It's called Oratio. But at this time, uh, the only officially supported phone is the BlackBerry Curve 8520. 
I read on the blind phones list that uh, some people are using it with the 9650 uh, bold as well. But uh, from what I understand, it's it, it supports the native apps. Uh, it's still kind of unknown as far as whether it supports external apps. And uh, the BlackBerry is not necessarily a mainstream option. A lot of people use it because the place of work requires it. So uh, if you're in that situation, you might want to look at a ratio. So. Now that we've talked about those options, let's talk about uh, the hottest, latest, and greatest stuff. Uh, we've all heard about Android and iPhone. Um, to talk about Android, we're going to have uh, Nick Gutenger come up here, and he's got the Verizon Droid, and he's going to talk to you about accessibility on the Android. How are you doing, everybody? a little bit cold in here, isn't it? Yes. I know. Well, okay. I'm going to introduce the Droid X uh, by Verizon. And uh, basically, I'm trying to see what's accessible in it, if it's accessible for everybody here, and, um, and what are the features. It has basically one gigahertz processor speed. It has a 8-gig card internally, but right now I'm running at 32-gig inside of it because I have a lot of music and I like to listen to music coming back and forth with my girlfriend. But, however, um, let me turn this device on. I'll plug it in. There'll be a moment. And then I can tell you all everything it does. Verizon. Verizon Wireless. One moment. All right. Now, what I what I find on this phone here, uh, I don't really seem to be pleased about, and eventually they'll catch up with everything else as far as their competitors' Apple phone. And I also own a Apple phone as well, a 4G. But uh, for what it does, it's not too bad. And I'm going to start going into the menus and everything right now, so you can get an idea. <laughs> Oops, wow. Oh, let me try to turn this down. Maybe that might help. Auto killer memory optimizer. Wow, that's loud. And I have no control of that right now. Is there any way I can turn this on? Well, it's down to the bottom, bottom. Let me see. Hold on one second. Search. Notify settings. Settings. Set settings clicked. Settings. I'm going for the sound. Sound, sound, sound settings. Volume, but not ringtone. Media alarm use incoming call Got volume it. for notifications Sorry. checked. I didn't mean to blast you people, but... Sound settings. I'm also hard of hearing, so that's the reason why it's up so loud. Okay. Um. Settings. Home. Android tethering. Alarm and timer. Okay, 3D so gallery. I'm actually going through a lot of the menu and what's inside this phone. It it has a built-in antivirus and virus software inside. And Dr. Web antivirus clicked. Dr. Web security center. Dr. Web scanner. Right now it's going I can pick to to scan anything right now like a full file or quick scan. Quick scan. Check installed applications. Full scan. That's on Check full all scan. files. Or you can custom scan it. Custom scan. Check objects specified by user. Okay. Dr. Web Security Center. Home. Alright. So um, I'm gonna go into basically the if I were to call somebody and show you how it's done. Recent. Dialer. Recent. Julian Accessible Contacts. Well, that's Julian there. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to go Dialer. Go back Home. into... Dialer. Contacts. It's Dialer. Now, this is my contact Recent contacts list. favorites. Dialer recent. Verizon Wireless. Oh. And call, call time to... 
Tyler. Sorry. <laughs> um. All right. Um. Other than that, let's see. Um. It also it also has a keyboard function on it. Um. It's a sliding keyboard. Um. For some people who are not used to the touchscreen, and uh, even though the touchscreen is still around. Uh, right now, for now, it's going to get more uh, available through it um. through the through the years, and you're going to see less keyboards around. So I guess a lot of people are starting to get used to this chess uh, screen. And far as my opinion, uh, the chess screen itself is it's it's pretty accessible, but it's not accessible compared to the Apple phone. Um, um, this phone weighs quite a bit. This is a Droid X by um, Motorola. Um, it's a lot heavier than the Apple phone. Um, it uh, it has other features. The features are it has a volume switch on the left, the right-hand side on the top. It has a uh, USB port on the, the right side of it. Um, on the bottom of the screen, it's it has a um, search um, menu. It has a a home key. It has the setting keys on the bottom. Um, other than that, it has it has a five megapixel camera. But you know who cares about that? Um, uh, it's you know for for one thing I don't like about it is that if you need to go and access a phone, emergency phone call, it's a slide board lock. On just like on the Apple phone, but it doesn't talk. So you're basically going to spend time for 20 or 30 seconds trying to find out how to get the bar to unlock. Now, they're working on it. Um, as soon as the Christmas comes around, maybe a little bit after, the firmware that they have on it is the 4.1. Well, no, that's not, that's, that's incorrect. Uh, I think it's, think it is a 4.2. But anyways, um, they are soon going to put that in the system so you can unlock it. But other than that, if you need to go and unlock it, you really have to spend some time searching for that. And, you know, um, other things that, that I think that this phone needs is, uh, well, larger icons, because when you go fingering it, you can't really get to it as fast, or you, it's not really organized like the Apple phone. Um, well, anyhow. Okay. Well, and to wrap this up, I mean, uh, this. I, I'm exploring all these phones because, um, well, I'm as a general user, and I like to know what's really accessible out there. And... Um, well, that's that seems to be about it. I really don't have much to say about it right now. So, uh, sorry for the for the loud volume. Um, um, but it, I hope you got something out of this. But I was unprepared today because a lot of things were going on in my life. Um, so, well, thank um, you very much for making yeah. the time to come. We really appreciate that. Thank you, Nick. All right. Okay, our next speaker is going to be Tiffany Menashe, and she's going to be setting up. And in the meantime, I'd like all of you just to stand up. I know it's getting a little bit cold, but stand up, take a little stretch. Okay, our next speaker then is Ms. Tiffany Menashe. She comes all the way from Sacramento, and she is really Mrs. Love Tech. It. Everybody tells me open. that she knows so much about technology. So without further ado, Tiffany. Thank you very much. Well, hopefully um, I'll give you a little bit of an overview of the Apple iPhone. Um, as you all know, the Apple iPhone is a total touchscreen device. Um, the layout of the phone, I mean, there's not too many buttons to this phone at all. So, as I was saying, there aren't, there's really only one major button to the iPhone um, because it is a touchscreen uh, phone. Um, but I want to give you a little bit of a layout of the other buttons that are on this. Um, on the top, you have your on-off switch or your lock switch. Um, and you have an earphone jack up on the very top of the phone. 
Um, going down the left side of the phone, you have your ringtone or vibrate. It's a, a up-down toggle switch, and then your volume up and down. And then at the very bottom of the phone is your AC um, adapter to charge the phone. And then the only other button is the home button, um, which allows you to get into things and so forth. Um, so the iPhone has apps that are preloaded and then apps that you can download to the phone. Um, the way they are arranged is in rows and columns. Um, there are four apps per row, and then there are four columns uh, going down, down on the screen. So um, with this, basically what you're doing is you're putting your finger on the Messages. phone. Messages. One new item. Double tap to open. And as you can tell, I have a text message awaiting to be read. So to get into any of the applications, messages. Once One you new find item. it, double. You double tap on it. Messages. Buddy message. Do you think Ashley is available to take care of Millie? <laughs> That's one of the messages um, from uh, <clears throat> two nights ago, which uh, is my niece uh, seeing if she could take care of our cute, adorable puppy dog. So now I want to go back to the main screen, and I would hit the home button. Home. Messages. And once Messages. again, to navigate, you Double just tap to open. drag your finger across. Calendar. Double tap to open. Camera. Double tap to open. To find the various applications that you want. Um, the apps that pretty much come with it are your messaging, calendar, contacts, um, iTunes, uh, iPod, your mail, Safari, which is your internet, um, phone. Um, so you have contacts as well as a separate app, but then you also have it within your phone phone calendar. Page two of two, utility, folder. So as Double I was saying, um, depending on how many apps you have on the phone, it'll create pages. And to get from one page to the next, it's a three-finger swipe um, right to left. And so I just went to my second page because on the first page are basically your apps that are preloaded and then anything that you install. And those apps can be free or of minimal charge depending on, on what the app is. But today I wanted to show you a couple of apps that I've downloaded. Um, one of them is called Omobi. Um, these are both like an OCR type software that you can download to the iPhone. Omobi. So I'm going to go ahead and load it. Omobi. Alert. Error in profile API response. What? Error in profile. Okay. Button. I'm trying to see why it's not working. You know, technology is awesome when it works, but it sucks when it doesn't. <laughs> Um, so the other app that I was going to talk about is called Noodle Noggle. Noodle Noggle. Facebook. Double tap to open. N-O-D-D-L-E. N-O-G-G-L-E. Noggles. Noggles. Noodle Noggles. So <clears throat> I have a history. lot of um, Tim, button. movies Show that, search I, history. that I have, but... Sometimes you don't have a chance to uh, label them in Braille or, or something that I want. So what this will do, it's going to take a picture of the case of this movie, and that's going to tell me what movie it is. Take picture. Button. Take picture. Noggling. Error. Oh, come on. Error. Take picture. Button. Take picture. Noggling. Error. Take picture. Button. Take pic. Noggling. Error. You know, you practice and practice this, and of course it works when uh, you're at home and there's no audience, of course. So I'm going to keep trying here. Take picture. Button. Take pic. Noggling. Error. Take picture. Take picture. Take picture. Button. Take noggling. 
Error. Error. Take picture. Button. Take. Noggling. Error. Take picture. Button. Take picture. Noggling. Error. Well, as she, as she works on this software here, uh, how about another raffle? Yeah? You guys want something bigger and better? <laughs> Autofocus. Autofocus. Okay. Let's go ahead and we're going to have uh, Dr. Brett. You want to pull Take out the next button. winner? This next one is a prize that comes from Freedom Scientific and Miss Toya Bruce and Joe. Uh, this actually is the Freedom Scientific Photo. Portable Perfectly Video Magnifier, the Ruby. Okay, Dr. Brett, take it away. Okay, so the winner of the Ruby is Lori Schindler. Lori Schindler. How many of you from USD? Let's give it a yeah. Oh. Lori Schindler is one of the experts in adaptive technology for LUSD, so that is, that is fantastic. That's fantastic. So, Lori, uh, you could pick that up at the NFB booth there in the back there. All right? Fantastic. Dr. Bill, if I may just step in for a quick second, I want to remind everybody that out at their registration table, they have 50-50 uh, raffle tickets that they're selling. Uh, one ticket is a dollar. Six tickets is $5, and the lucky winner at the end of the day, probably about 2 o'clock, will do the drawing, and the lucky winner will win half of the pot, and right now it's at $92. So you might want to think about that after we adjourn with the presentations. Also, I just want to remind everybody, we still have bags back at the NAB table. If people would like to get their bag as, as we adjourn this part and the vendors open, please see Joy back at the NFB table. Um, I think Tiffany's just about ready, so. Um, I do apologize. I really think it's the room and the fact that it's got such strong, I don't know what you call it, but anyhow, let me explain what these two apps do, and then um, if I can, I'll be outside of the ballroom, and if anyone wants to see it again, we can come out, and I'll be happy to uh, try it out there as well. So what it does is with... The noodle noggle is it'll take pictures of things that have text on them. Um, as I was saying, either a CD, um, you know, you might want to go through your CDs that you might have and figure out which one is which. Um, then what it'll do is actually go out to the Internet and tell you where you can purchase um, that CD as well. Um, as well as with Omobi, um, let's say you're at a friend's house and they have this really cool... Um, maybe designer uh, watch or um, maybe a nice jewelry case or something, you can actually take a picture of that, and it'll tell you where you can buy it, um, where the closest store is around you, or where you can get it online. Um, so those are really um, beneficial apps that uh, you know can help blind people as well. Um, another one that I have um, has to do... Um, they were talking about um, the bar scanner earlier. Um, you can also do that. You know, if you're in a store, you can scan the, the barcode and it would tell you, you know, where you could find it, the cheapest price, and all that good stuff. So there are tons of apps that you can download onto the iPhone um, through the App Store. And like I say, some of them are free. Some of them are very minimal charge of 99 cents. And some can go up to a couple hundred bucks. So... Um, that you'd want to, you know, watch out for and depend on what you wish to purchase. So um, I do apologize for, I think it's the room that's causing uh, the problems. But like I say, I'll go outside and, and try and work on it out there. Thank you very much, Tiffany. Yeah, it just might be the lighting is how that works, uh, how that's not taking these pictures here. Okay, well, what I'm going to talk about a little bit is the iPad. And, and the iPad is virtually just a giant-sized iPhone, but it just doesn't make telephone calls, and it also doesn't give you the ability to make, uh, take photographs. But it is something that I actually purchased simply to see how well it would work 
for electronic books. And overall, what I would say is that if a person is partially sighted, the iPad is really just a really, really nice device. It's a device that makes it very easy for a person to download books. If a person likes to read in bed at night where they turn off the room lights, it does have backlit illumination, so you don't need an additional type of light source. You could change the size of the fonts. You could change the font style. You could change the colors of the background. And we find that it's really bold. It has very, very good contrast. As far as a person who is blind, such as myself, in terms of reading it with the voice over speech, one of the things I didn't like about the iPad is that it was not easy to navigate from one paragraph to the next or one chapter to another. So as far as for reading, I think that the iPad could be very, very helpful if you are partially sighted, especially if you're a person who's able to read large print books. The large print readers digest, or you do buy hardback books from Barnes and Noble or other stores. The iPad could really be a big savings for you because you could then make any book into a large print book pretty easily. I also found that the iPad works quite well if you're going to be using it for other types of purposes. What I've done is I've actually purchased a Bluetooth keyboard. Even though you can type with a touch screen, I find that by having a tactile keyboard, I could type faster. It's something that you could go ahead and send and receive emails very easily. You could type notes and meetings. You could do other types of word processing. And you could also use your iPad to keep your calendar very, very nicely. So overall, if a person wants to have a device that's going to be very, very accessible, very portable, the iPad is really something that I think that you would consider. Now, is it as good as using a netbook? People often ask that question. Well, you know, they're really for different purposes. I think that the netbook is going to give you more flexibility. If you want to connect a scanner, for example, and you want to connect a scanner and scan a text and have it read it to you, or you want to see it in large print, then the netbook gives you that capability. I don't believe that you can connect a scanner to the iPad. If any of you are interested in the ABIC products, such as the ZoomX or the Zoom Twix, you can connect those to a netbook, but you cannot connect it to an iPad. So overall, it's really important just to try to identify what it is that you want to do. I think that the iPad for $500, it's really a device that could be very helpful for many people. I know Richard Retta. Many of you know Richard Retta. And he almost exclusively uses his iPad for all of his meetings, his emails, all of his correspondence. But in terms of does it really replace a computer, I think that if you're using JAWS or you're using Window Eyes, you're using Kurzweil or OpenBook, I think that you're going to be happier by having the option to have a computer as well. So check out the iPad. I think it was really worth the, uh, the, the time and the money to learn to use it. It usually takes you about a few days of frustration, and then suddenly you get the knack of it. If you are a person who simply wants to use it more for keeping notes in your calendar, you might think about the iPod Touch. The iPod Touch basically does the same thing. So a person like myself, if I were to go out and buy something, I would probably buy the iPod Touch because it's easier to carry. I don't really gain any benefit from having a larger screen. On the other hand, for our patients at the Center for the Parsi Sighted who are low vision, then the larger screen is very helpful. So check it out. I think that you enjoy that very much. Okay. Now, our next speaker... Oh. Our next speaker is somebody who's very, very well known in the field of low vision and adaptive technology, and it's Mr. Bob Sweetman. Bob Sweetman, he is the co-owner, yes? <clears throat> he's a co-owner or maybe part owner or maybe by now, Hasu, maybe he's only one-eighth owner, I don't know, but of Sweetman Systems that they are here over next to Humanware and Freedom Scientific, so I want you to visit that particular booth. Bob is also one of the principal instructors at the Davidson Center for Independent Living. In the very middle of the, of the guide. So, for example, if you have an 8.5 by 11 inch sheet of paper, you just line it up under the guide. Uh, the camera actually takes a picture of a rectangular area below the guide 
uh, which is 9 inches wide by 12 inches deep, so that you can scan uh, most books. Uh, you can scan, for example, uh, a large book. You would scan uh, one page on, and, and then slide the book across and scan the next page, which is, uh, can be done very efficiently. Right now, I will scan a page. I'll just tap the um, space bar. Hello. Welcome to the second annual Best in Tech celebration in Culver City. We hope you are enjoying the presentations. Al, of the companies represented here want to help you find the right software and hardware to assist you at school, work, and home. Now, as you can see, the, the, after you scan the page, it picks up very quickly and begins reading. Um, the device is very portable. The camera only weighs about two pounds. It folds up into a very compact case so that you can easily put it in your backpack. In, in fact, I carry mine back and forth to work in my backpack. Um, you can use it with either a laptop or a, ne or a netbook uh, or with a large computer. And it actually, um, uh, for example, I just have a netbook. I, I mean, a regular computer I carry back and forth. It weighs about five pounds. So, um, you know, with, with uh, 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 seven pounds of equipment in my backpack, I have a totally portable uh, reading solution. Um, this is a, uh, a very exciting product. It's it's something that I had wanted to see added to the open book for years. In fact, I remember talking to uh, Mr. Jim Fruchterman uh, early on when the open book was being developed, and um, this maybe 15 or 17 years ago, and I said, wouldn't it be neat if you could take a picture from above and just have the, um, the open book recognize the image? Well, Camera technology at that time wouldn't do that, but, but now it can. So this is a, a very neat development. One of the things that you can also do is uh, automatically scan pages. So what I'm going to do here is put a book under the scanner and, uh, and just uh, switch in the... Uh, there are a number of workflows. Before I scan this book, I'm going to describe those briefly. Um, so I'm going to open the workflow submenu. Now the default is acquire and read, and that's what I was using just now to scan and read a page quickly. But if I arrow down, you can acquire image only. For example, suppose you want to take a picture of uh, suppose suppose uh, suppose you want to take a picture and. Uh, and and, um, and and scan it in, and you can just snap the picture and 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 I'll, I'll, uh, and uh, get image only. Acquire in background. background lets you scan in a whole book just one page after another very quickly. Mail sorter preview. Mail sorter is very neat because what the mail sorter preview will do is um, scan the page and just read part of it but tell you also whether it's oriented uh, upside down, right side up, and that sort of thing, so that you can tell right away uh, if your, how your mail is oriented and whether it's something that you want to keep. Multi-page automatic. Multi-page automatic is the one I'll show right now, and what that one does is uses a motion sensor to let you know when, uh, it uses a motion sensor to trigger the camera as you turn the pages. So I'll press enter here. And then I will start the scan. And the nice thing is, when you're holding a microphone and trying to scan at the same time, it frees up, um, frees up your hands so that you can do that. So I'll press the space bar and then turn the pages. Please note that out of dialogue. Page deleted. No more pages in untitled one. Hundred sixty-four passages and caregiving. No more pages. Acquisition cancelled. Acquisition cancelled. Begin letting go. Many caregivers find this unburdening easier when they seek and receive spiritual support from the higher power. But everyone in this situation deserves to feel cleared for takeoff, for re-entry to the living world. You will continue caring, but at this turning, it is essential that you look out for the well-being of the caregiver 
imagine that too. What is the key to reviving a sense of joy? Ask yourself. When and how can I stop trying to control what I cannot change? Keith Wolford's comeback. Keith Wolford is the firefighter in Oregon whom we met in an earlier chapter. He knew all about the duck. This is the center of the labyrinth. I can uh, I can stop the reading by just pressing the control key. Uh, I can stop the reading by just pressing the control key and actually um, uh, let the the, uh, the and then just scan page after page and then read it later. So um, so basically um, the the options that you have with the Pearl camera are quickly to be able to quickly scan and read a document. Um, it works very well with all types of documents, legal documents, uh, books, um, and uh, paperbacks. If you if you have the paperback uh, up against the guide toward the middle, using the dot in the middle to line up with the uh, the spine at the middle of the paperback, then you can very quickly uh, scan the paperback and and set it to um, to automatically divide the facing pages, so you end up with the proper number of, of pages matching uh, your book instead of, uh, if, if you didn't do that, you'd have one giant page in containing two pages at a time. So um, you can quickly scan in whole books. In fact, uh, one of the things I did just recently is I scanned in 70 pages in about 20 minutes using scan in background mode and uh, was able to uh, scan those pages very accurately. There are three accuracy settings. The default is balanced, which will balance uh, accuracy and speed. Um, but if you find a book that you want to get a little bit more accuracy on, you can set the setting to um, most accurate. And, and the recognition will take a little bit longer, uh, but not appreciably longer. And, and uh, another, the fine engine reader is then used to uh, help with accuracy. Um, the um, and then there's a fastest scan, which is if you want to read things really quickly and just uh, as fast as you possibly can, and you're not as concerned about accuracy. So uh, there are three settings. There's also a light that you can turn on or off. For example, since it's a camera, if you are uh, taking a picture at night and, and the lights are all off, you won't get anything when you scan the page. But if you turn the light on by pressing Control-L, then the... the uh, the light is enabled, light enabled. and uh, you can then uh, you'll then have enough light. Also, if the room is slightly dark, or if you have uh, a very thi uh, fat book with you know you have to get light down into the spine of the book, that can help. Light disabled. Um, open book is also very good at recognizing PDF files. So if you get Files that you download from the internet in portable document format, you can read those files, um, and it's, it just treats them like as if it had scanned a regular book. Um, you can also download books from Bookshare directly into OpenBook. So if I go into the launch submenu, I have a photocopy choice where you can actually take a picture of the book and it will be sent to your uh, your, your uh, printer. Book search. Or I can go into book search and search. Do either a quick search or an advanced search to quickly search either Bookshare or the Gutenberg Library. Um, the, uh, the the uh, the the camera is uh, like I said very very uh, very fast and it's definitely something that you want to take a look at um, at the, at the table because uh, you kind of when you, when you actually do it you actually get a feel for how the camera works and uh, and and the different types of things that you can scan. I always tell people bring your own materials that you want to scan, try them out. And try them out at the at the different uh, accuracy settings, and try them with the light turned off or on, and uh, and you'll get a really good idea for how things will work. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, that's about all that I have. Today. Thank you very much, Bob. Thank you. Uh, 
this is uh, this is for the Freedom Scientific Topaz, and the winner is Brennan Lamera. All right, Brennan. Please come to the Freedom Scientific booth and we'll get your name and information, okay? It just goes to show, Brennan, you, you need to listen to your teacher. <laughs> hey, all right, Brennan, congratulations. That's my patient. <laughs> my student. Hey, no, my patient. We'll talk about it later. Well, our next speaker is really a, a great friend, and um, I just have to say this story all over the time, is that uh, this is the gentleman who inspired me when I started to, started to lose my vision, he's the one who showed me that I can do anything that I wanted. I, I met Mr. Keith Christian when he attended our Center for the Party Sighted for a field trip when he was studying to become a teacher for the visually impaired. And I was just amazed that this guy was taking this class to become a teacher. As time went on and I was diagnosed with my eye condition, later I, I met him again. And he was showing me how he was putting a new roof on his house. He then built a new brick wall. He then did a waterfall in his backyard. And he was also a brewer of beer. I said, you know, this guy could do everything, and he can't see at all. So without any further ado, uh, we have Mr. Keith Christian, who is actually Brennan's teacher at school, to talk to us about a couple of really, really great devices that he likes for 2010. Keith? Wow. Well, thank you for that great introduction. That was really kind of you. Um, you know, uh, I want to say this is even better than CSUN. Because, you know, you get a chance to, to see people who are using this technology. They get to present to you the strengths and weaknesses of these devices. So, And it's all packaged up and presented to you uh, right here. So thank you, Dr. Bill. Um, today, today, I'm going to, you know... Today we've seen some great cell phones. We've seen some real high-tech uh, uh, optical character recognition programs. Mine's pretty simple, but it serves a really a great purpose or use. Um, first, I'm going to talk to you about the uh, iBill Money Identifier. It's a very small device. It fits in your pocket. It's about the size of a pack of gum, and it's very simple. All you do is you slide a bill in it, and it will give you either speech output, you know, to identify the bill... You're not talking to me, right? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm not seeing who you're pointing at. I, okay. So I'm going to slide a bill in, in this uh, money identifier. You just push a button. One. It's a $1 bill. Um, and what's really cool about it is that you can just do this. Uh, you can uh, use this device to uh, identify your own money without having to have somebody else read it to you. Um, Excuse me, would the audience please keep it down if you're going to have a conversation? Can you, can you go in the back, outside, please? Thank you. Oh, no problem. Well, I slipped another bill in here anyways. So here we go. Five. So this is a five. What's really nice about it is that you can get speech output. You'll say one, five, one, two, five, ten, twenty, fifty, whatever it is. It'll identify what the bill is. But what else is really kind of cool about it is that it'll also give you uh, it'll identify the denominations based on vibrations. It'll vibrate once, a, qu a quick vibrate for a one, two quick vibrates for a two, three quick vibrates for a five. And then for a 10, 20, and 50, it's one long vibrate for 10, two long vibrates for a 20, three long vibrates for a 50. And a 100 is a long, short, long, short vibration. I had to check that with my daughter's $100 bill. <laughs> but... It did work, and it's very handy, very useful, very simple to use, and it's very inexpensive. Well, $100 will get you an eye bill, and you can get them at uh, independent living aids as well um, as other places. Um, very, very useful tool for the toolbox. The second product I want to share with you is the Pen Friend. The Pen Friend is a really neat device. Uh, it's the size of a big cigar. Um, you... Uh, Basically, um, you, you point this, it has a scanner at the end of it, and what you do is you place a label on an object, and this label, um, I'm trying to find the label here. 
okay, what you do is you place labels on objects, and then you can point this pen at it and p- press the record key. And whenever you record on it, you can record messages, and um, it will basically play back whatever it is you recorded about it. Um, I use it quite a bit at home. Uh, it's really handy for use in that, like, uh, you can uh, put it on, like, CDs and DVDs and things like that. But also it's useful for... Um, I, labeling items in the pantry, such as canned goods, because I don't know if you guys have ever had to shake a can to figure out what it is. No? Okay, well, maybe it's just me. So I, I found that if I stick one of these little labels on a box, I can basically record what it is, and then I can independently go ahead and uh, identify what objects are in, in the pantry. What, what's really kind of cool is these labels are reusable, and you can put them on magnets. And I put them on things in the garage, cans of paint, cans of stain, things that um, I want to be able to identify. Um, you can record messages that are really short or really long. I use Braille, so I will put a Braille label on some objects, such as, you know, like lately it's been uh, like uh, uh, stains and things for finishing wood products. But sometimes just a Braille label isn't enough to identify what it is. Sometimes I need to know more information about how you apply it, how you're supposed to use the contents of a can. So then I can have someone read, I can record, based on this label, record uh, spe- uh, specific instructions from the manufacturer. I don't know if you've ever uh, tried to apply like polyurethane on wood. Well, different manufacturers have different requirements. And if you think you know it and it comes out crummy, well, you realize, oh, maybe I should go back to instructions. So this thing's made it possible for me to just have somebody read the instructions and be able to identify what it is I need to do to do a good job. Um, it's also very useful, like uh, when you freeze foods, we buy uh, you know bulk from Costco, so we'll separate steaks and fish, whatever, and we'll um, wrap them up tight in, 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 t- um, in tin foil, and then I can take one of these labels and put it on like a, 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 a laminated card, and I just throw it in the freezer with the meat in a Ziploc bag. So all i got to do is find the label, point my pen friend at it, and it will basically pay, play back the information recorded, such as these are uh, tri-tip tip steaks, purchase date, and so on. Very handy, very, um, very cool, very simple to use. And uh, it's only $135. Um, I'm just going to show you one I have here. It's, I just placed it on a magnet, and it's just really handy just to put put it on a magnet or even a laminated card, put a hole in it and then run a rubber band through it so you can put it over bottles and cans and you just reuse it over and over again. Here's a, I'm just going to point the pen at it and my phone rings. Isn't that good? <laughs> Your daughter wants her $100 bill back. Will, will you take a message, please? Okay. Okay, so it, it, I turned it on. And I'll just point it at this mag. This. Uh, I hope it's not going to be like the other technologies. It didn't work, but it's reliable. It works great. Um, let's see if it's going to work for me here. And you know what? Um, I did have it other near other magnets. I wonder if it's. Um, well, I'll imitate it. Okay. Pork well, and you. beans. It, that's what it was. Thank you, Dr. Bill. But it's a really neat device. Um, highly recommend it. It's also useful in the garden when you're planting. Actually, the, the, um, the, the sticker peeled off, and what's left is what was underneath the, the, um, the, the uh, sticker. So I do apologize. But it basically, it's a recording device. And what's really cool is if you, have, if you download an MP3 file from the Internet about a product that you want to label, you can actually copy that from your computer onto this device. And then when you touch the, uh, the, uh, it to the, to the uh, item that you're labeling, it will play back that MP3 file. I just ruined the actual um, the sticker just now. Sorry about that. But what you can do is you, you can laminate over it to protect it so that it, it, you're not worried about it getting moist or someone peeling it off like I just did. I had a bunch of magnets in my pocket. But uh, a really neat device, highly recommend it. Um, I will find some other stickers, and I'll let you guys check it out, and we can record something. Uh, uh, I left them at my seat. So thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Christian. 
So unfortunately, we couldn't get uh, uh, Bay Area Digital down here. But uh, the pen friend and the iBill, they are both available at the Braille Institute, at the various stores at the Braille Institute. I think that the iBill is around $104 and the pen friend's about 135 So you could get those at the Braille Institute. Uh, next couple of announcements. I just want to make an announcement. I know that our other platinum sponsor, I think that they're still here, Justin Moore, but Enhanced Vision, they are one of the leaders in electronic video magnifiers, and they were one of the platinum sponsors. And if you do visit their booth, they are also raffling a Pebble 4.3-inch video magnifier. So in order to uh, try to win that, you simply go to their booth and fill out one of their cards, and they'll be doing a raffle. Justin also wanted me to remind you that if any of you are ever interested in just visiting their, their uh, manufacturing facility over in Huntington Beach, you could simply contact Justin Moore uh, at Enhanced Vision. I believe it's J-M-O-O-R-E at EnhancedVision.com. Uh, our next speaker comes to us from the Center for the Partially Sighted, and I'm really very proud to be able to announce Dr. Brett Nagatani. Uh, Dr. Brett Nagatani is a low vision optometrist, and he's also the director of our assistive technology program at the center. Uh, we now have five locations at the Center for the Partially Sighted, and if you are a person who has some vision, that is what we specialize in. We specialize in developing different types of optical, visual aids, glasses, and even technology to assist with your remaining vision. So Dr. Nagatani is going to be talking about some of the latest in adaptive technology. And some of you might be wondering, why is it that we're not talking about CCTVs and things like that? Well, actually, for 2010, there really hasn't been many changes in the area of CCTVs. Last year in the Best of Tech 29, we talked about the Ruby and the Pebble and all these portable video magnifiers. And uh, this year, we, we have some other types of things there. Uh, at another booth, uh, the Center for the Partially Sighted has a booth. Where's the Center for the Partially Sighted? You could give a little shout there. Okay, yeah, back there where uh, Dr. Diane Christian and Tori Slayton are, uh, they are also uh, raffling off a free low vision and adaptive technology evaluation with Dr. Nagatani. That has a value of over $500. So if you are visually impaired, uh, that might be something you want to go fill out. So without any further ado, uh, Dr. Brett Nagatani. Okay, well, thank you very much, Dr. Bill, and thank you to uh, everyone in the audience. Uh, I know we're running a little bit over, but I'll try to make uh, my presentation brief. Um, I'm actually going to talk about three things. Um, the first thing I'm going to talk about is just CCTVs in general. So uh, for those of you, I, I notice a lot of familiar faces out there, so I know many of you are familiar with CCTVs. But for those of you who are not, CCTV is uh, short for closed-circuit television. It was actually uh, partly invented by our founder, the late, great Dr. Sam Janinski, and it's been around for about 50 years. The concept of the CCTV has uh, remained the same over the years. Basically what it is, there's a little camera. Um, you put a text document underneath on a stand. They call it a XY table. And basically it projects the image onto a screen. Now, over time, the screens have gone from the big CRT monitors more towards some of the smaller and thinner LCD monitors. So as you look around, you're going to go to the different booths, and there's a wide variety of different CCTVs. To be honest, the best way to tell which one's right for you is to actually try it out. CCTVs, they offer three advantages. Number one, you could get much more magnification than a traditional magnifier. You could get up to 80 times the magnification or more. Number two, you have the ability to alter contrast, and this comes in especially handy with, like, newspapers or receipts. And number three, you get a much wider field of view than you can with a traditional magnifier. So, like I said, please go around to all the booths, try out the different ones yourself. The second thing I want to talk about is a uh, special computer software. And this software is uh, it's called CDesk, and it's from Adaptive Voice. I had the pleasure of meeting the Weschlers, who are in the very far back right corner, and uh, they were nice enough to come out and demonstrate their product and install it for us. So what their main what their um, motto is, you know, they do what 80% of the people do 80% of the time. 
And what they're gearing towards is they're really gearing towards the population that are really just want to make the computer easy to use again. So a lot of people who are visually impaired, you know, they might find that, you know, I just want to use the email and I just want to send out a few send out a few Word documents or keep track of my, my contacts, but I don't really want to necessarily learn how to use the computer fully. That arrow is hard for me to see, or I don't know what a double click is, I don't know what a right click is. So what CDesk is, it's a very affordable, simple solution where they basically set up menus and you bypass kind of the whole Windows operating system. Inside of their product, they have a voice activation, so everything that um, you can see on there, it'll read it out to you. They have a word processing program. They have email, the internet. They even have what's called an optical character recognition technology where you could scan a document. It'll display it with your settings. It'll read it out loud to you. They have a built-in address book, scanner. They even built in some games. Um, so it's, it's a very, very nice, affordable solution. And I encourage anyone who's interested in using the computer to check that product out. The last thing, I w and then uh, price point, that's the other thing I wanted to mention, is uh, they, they really want to make this product affordable for everybody. So I, I believe their single user license is as low as uh, $299.99, and they also have a uh, more extensive version where you could actually get a little USB plug, and then you can access this program on different computers. So um, as I said, please visit the booth. The last thing I wanted to talk about was another interesting piece of technology that uh, I first saw when I visited CSUN earlier in the year. And uh, this is a device by Enhanced Vision, and it's called the Transformer. Um, I know some of you had the pleasure of uh, going through their workshop this morning, but for those of you who have not, basically what the Transformer is, it's a really small camera that you could plug into either a laptop or a desktop computer. This camera weighs less than two pounds. You could get up to 30 times magnification with it. And what you do is you plug it in the computer. It displays the image onto your computer. And essentially, you have kind of like a distance and a near CCTV. Just like the CCTV, you can magnify up to 30 times. You can actually rotate the camera, not only for up close, but you can also rotate it for the distance. So you can look at the chalkboard. You can look at uh, PowerPoint presentations. And you can even save photos of things. So this would come in especially handy for students if there is a PowerPoint presentation. I know as a student myself, you know, they go through those slides so quick, you're trying to be, be busy writing everything down. With this, you could just snap a photo, bring it up later for review. The other two things that I like about this is the fact that you don't have to install any software. So the camera has all the software in it. All you do is plug it into any computer, and it'll load, it'll load automatically. What's nice about that is that you can use it on different computers, and there's no limit to how many different computers you need to use it on. Um, there's 28 different custom viewing modes, so you can go through all the different high contrast modes. You can turn the lights on and off. It has its own self-contained battery that lasts for four hours, so that way you're not sucking out the battery power from your laptop or your desktop. And uh, you can even plug it in if the batteries die. Uh, price point for this is $19.95, so right under $2,000. I did ask about Macintosh compatibility. Um, right now, it's not Macintosh compatible by itself, but on a Macintosh computer, you can run what's called Boot Camp. And basically what that does, that'll enable your Macintosh to perform like a PC, and you'd be able to run the, the software through that. So uh, that looks like that's about my time. So thank you very much. I'd also like to thank all the sponsors for uh, spending their Saturday with us. Us, and I encourage you to check, take a look at all the different booths. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Nagatani. Okay, before we have our last speaker, Raquel Desapita, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do a couple of uh, raffles. One of them is actually coming from the makers of iBill, and that's Orbit Research. They were kind enough to donate a iBill so that if anybody needs something to identify their currency, so if uh, Dr. Nagatani, you would pull that. And also, I'd like to call up from Humanware. Uh, Vinny, can you pull up? Uh, come on up here. We're going to pull uh, another name. Vinny, please. Okay, so the winner of the iBill is, unfortunately, they put the just their first name, Jose, but the email is J-O-L-G-U-I-N-98. So, Jose, you're the winner of the iBill. Is, is Jose here by any chance? It's He's here. Okay, great. 
Uh, oh, he's in the restroom. Okay, Jose, you can go to the back to the NFB booth and you can pick up your I bill there. Thank you. Vinny or Ed from Humanware, can you come up to the front, please? Okay, we have the Vinny, uh, who is one of the gold sponsors from Humanware, and they have donated a Versa portable video magnifier. Vinny? Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, Jose Corona has won a Versa. Jose? Jose Corona? Okay, this person's name is D.D. Mann. Okay, congratulations. Okay, D.D. Mann. So all of you who have won these prizes, I mean, hey, let's give a big round of applause to all of our vendors. These are some great prizes. Okay, last but not least is uh, somebody I'd also really like to thank so much for putting so much work into this. Her name is Raquel DiCepeda, as well as the other committee members at NFB, Robert and Joy Stigel, Julian Vargas, who put together the website, and Mr. Ira Trice, and the rest of the members of the NFB team and the Center for the Parsi Cited. But Raquel is going to be talking about how can we get some of these things. If you didn't win the raffle, remember, we're going to have more raffle throughout the day here. We have a couple of more video magnifiers to raffle off. Um, but she's going to talk about some of the different types of agencies that can help you to get some of them. And also one of them is here today, uh, Mr. Isaac Shapiro and Inspiration Foundation. He's got a table back here, and they actually are accepting applications for adaptive technology. So visit that booth as well. So, Raquel? Yes, thank you. <coughs> Hello, good, I guess good afternoon already. I'm sorry if my voice is like this. But, um, yes, I, well, first of all, I wanted to thank all of you for being here. Thank you for taking the time to come here to this event. Um, we have really worked hard in putting this together, so thank you, all of you, for being here, for all the vendors and for all the attendees. So, anyway, um, I just want to make it brief. Um, I know, you, you know, you've seen all of these technology that had been presented to you. So now you're thinking, how am I going to be able to purchase that? A lot of them, as you know, um, assistive technology devices are very expensive. So if you are a um, client of the Department of Rehab, then um, your counselor would be able to assist you in purchasing some of these technology devices. Um, and if you, of course, if you have a lot of money in the bank, then you can buy those devices. <laughs> but um, so the question is, who else can I turn to when I, when I want to buy these devices and I don't have the money? Um, a few places there are available. One of them is the National Federation of the Blind. They have a loan program, the Assistive Technology Loan Program. Um, all you have to do is apply, and I believe it's a 3%, um, you have to pay 3% interest. Um, there is also the California Council of the Blind through the Lily, Lily Perry Foundation. I have used that program before. Um, you can apply there also um, when you need to purchase um, some of these software and devices. Um, like Dr. Bell said, Inspiration Foundation Change a Life uh, Foundation through um, the Center for the Partially Sighted, um, Hazelhurst Foundation. Um, there is also a, an, a company called Handy Tech North America. I have actually applied for this program. Um, you can, if you are interested in, the, in purchasing a mobile geo like what Julian had, had presented, um, with HandyTech, you can purchase the mobile geo and the mobile speak, and I, I think also um, talks program through them. And um, 
some of these pro, some of these organizations they will they have a three percent interest, but some of them don't. Like the Hazel Hazelhurst Foundation, it's zero percent interest. The Handytech North America zero percent interest, um, and also the um, National International Lions Club, the Association of uh, Blind Citizens, all. All of these information that I am, all, all of these organizations that I'm talking about, their information will be available on the Best in Tech website. Um, again, that website is bestintech.info. We will post the information, the contact information for each organizations on there. And speaking of Best in Tech it, uh, website, we wanted to thank Bernard um, for helping us put together that website and letting us use his um, server for this year. So that's pretty much it. So don't lose hope. If you don't have the money, if Department of Rehab cannot support you, um, there are many organizations out there wh whom you can um, run to and apply and see if you would qualify and you can purchase the devices and enjoy them. Thank you. Thank you, Raquel. Um, while Dr. Bill's over there doing something, um, I just wanted to make another announcement and let you know that I just purchased my 50-50 raffle tickets, and we're up to about $150 in the pot. So if you're thinking about it, you might want to go get your tickets because someone's going to leave here with maybe $75 or maybe even higher. So um, you might want to get those tickets soon. We will do that raffle about 2 o'clock. And I believe that we have a couple more eye bills that we're going to be giving away. Um, I believe we have a few more other door prizes as well. So, and then we're about ready to let you guys go around to all the vendors. So, uh, hang tight. Dr. Bill? Okay, actually, uh, it's not Dr. Or Julian. Bill. It's Julian. <laughs> uh, just wanted to give a little bit more information to people who are listening to these presentations and maybe are not able to take down all this information. Uh, Check in with bestintech.info, the official website of the Best in Tech. Within the next day or two, we are going to put up a link on that page called Speakers and Resources. And on that page, uh, it's going to be in contact information on some of the speakers that you heard here today, as well as the resources that Raquel just mentioned for uh, alternative sources of financing for this technology. So if you weren't able to take any of that information down, don't worry. Just go there. I also wanted to mention that... Uh, uh, Bernard Falcon, a personal friend of mine who helped me with this website, uh, is going around taking pictures of the event. We're going to have those pictures up there for those of you who can see them or want to show your family and friends uh, what you attended. Uh, also, the links uh, to the Airs LA recordings of this event are going to be up on that page as well. Um, so you definitely want to memorize that page, bestintech.info, to uh, get all that info and, um, and even find out about next year's event bestintech.info and Julian do we have another iBill to yeah I believe uh, we do uh, there should be another iBill uh, so if somebody wants to uh, draw that name we have someone who can draw a name okay the lucky winner of the iBill is Dwayne Stevenson are you in the room okay go to the All go right. back to the NFB table to pick up your iBill okay so thank you everybody Visit all the vendors, and at 2 o'clock, we'll start to go ahead and announce more door prizes. we got some more video magnifiers. Uh, we got some great magnifiers from Eschenbach and a lot more. So have a great time this afternoon. Thank you very much. Thank you all.